This is Lewis Riddick of ESPN. You are listening to the SteelerNation.com podcast. Hello, Steeler Nation. Welcome to your Steeler Nation VidCast, part of the Big Play VidCast Network and sponsored by Acrisure. No, I'm just kidding. We're still sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. Total Sports Enterprises is now holding an awesome, awesome, awesome autograph signing for Bill Cower. It is very limited, so jump on it now to get your chance to meet Bill Cower, get something signed. It's a very small, intimate setting, so this is the way to do it, Steel Nation. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, go over and make sure you check out at tseshop.com or at Twitter at T- Total Sports ENT to sign up for that Bill Cower autograph session. Uh, Obviously, the big news coming on right now is Acrisure Stadium taking on the new naming rights, which is a little crazy. Uh, I know we're all, I'm not even wearing these, but I need to keep falling off. Uh, we've all been crazy about, like, it's usually a Pittsburgh team. We had Heinz sponsoring the stadium for 20 years. Then they did the one-year option last year. So it was 21 years at Heinz Field. But now it's going to be Acrisure Stadium, Acrisure Field. Not Acrisure Arena because it's, it'd be nice alliteration, but it's much larger than Arena. But we'll have to see what it's going to be called. Field Stadium, we'll see. Um, interesting note, the ketchup bottles may not be coming down yet. They still may have the Heinz Red Zone. They might have sold that separately to Heinz to be able to still do the Heinz Red Zone. Ketchup bottles going down, draining, popping up. I thought it was a little kitschy. <laughs> but, you know, you get used to it after 20-some years. It's fun. Um but with Acrisure, the only aspect that I really want to touch on this before I go to you guys, Steel Nation, because this is your show. We take your comments. We take your questions. You guys know the drill. So I'm going to be coming to you right after my thoughts on this, and we're going to be having a big open Q&A. That's how we do it on this show. I'm hanging out in lovely uh, Ocean City, Maryland, Horns. I'm down here. The Ravens fans, there's a ton, a ton of Steeler fans down here on the beach. And Ravens fans aren't too happy about that, none. But – They've got their own. They got Buxy's Salty Dog right down the road. Huge Steeler Bar. Then I did a game from there last year. Excellent, excellent Steeler Bar. A uh, lot of Steeler fans here in Ocean City. Big place. Come out, relax. And I'm having a great time here on the beach with my family and extended family. So I hope you guys are enjoying your summers as well. But with this new influx of money, because we have been getting about – two and a quarter million dollars a season from Heinz Field for their naming rights. That is dirt cheap. As far as for naming rights go, Steelers gave them a long deal, a 20-year option. Usually they're 10-year options, five-year options. This one is a 10-year option. But we went from two and a quarter million a year from, from Heinz money to 10 million a year for Acrisure money. Now, a lot of you guys are like, what does that mean? Doesn't affect the salary cap at all. Does not affect how we spend things. What it does is it affects now on the stadium experience. We have been we have a fantastic stadium experience as it is. I love the great hall. I love all the great food options and drink options there at the stadium. Uh, beautiful and they plus putting in the new seats there on, on the uh, on the um, riverside down there by the uh, confluence. They're expanding the stadium. So that extra $10 million a season should start going toward the fan experience, increasing what it's like to be and what we can do on game days. And that, as a fan and a season ticket holder, I'm super excited for that. And you should, too, be to also Steeler fans, especially if you're coming into town for a game. 
because I'm expecting Aperture's money to be going to the fans a significant portion because anything over three million is gravy for the uh, for the Roonies, and we're talking about a family-oriented team that is big on fan experience, and I'm expecting to see extreme dividends this season already. It may even start crossing over into training camp. I'll be at training camp as well, especially the first couple days of training camp, and we'll see if that experience even gets pumped up a little bit because of the aperture money. It'll be interesting, but at least the game day experience, I don't know how they're going to do it, it, but it will be marketably different since now the Steelers are getting four times the money per season than they were used to getting from the Heinz people. So spout out Steel Nation. I want to know your thoughts on the naming rights. What should the stadium be named? Are you going to call it Akersher Stadium? Are we going to be resisting a little bit? Which we might. I mean, it's tough to call something different that you've been calling it for 20 years. But it's the first time a stadium has ever had a name change without getting a new stadium in Pittsburgh. We went from Forbes Field to Three Rivers Stadium to Pitt, oh, Pitt Stadium as well. Three Rivers Stadium to Heinz Field when that was the first naming rights for the stadium when it was rebuilt. So this is the first time we've gotten a new name for a stadium without getting a new stadium. So let me know how you think about that. Go into your comments there, Steeler Nation, because as you know, the show always starts and ends with the greatest fans in all the professional football, Steeler Nation. Let's see, we got on here Michael Hall of Fame. We are live. He always knows. He's always up. Let's go, Striker. Woo! Here we go. Yeah. And I'm enjoying my drinks too. Uh, I'm drinking local down here in the Baltimore area out of Berlin, Maryland, right across the water. There's a brewery called, uh, um, why am I blanking on the name of it right now? Gosh. Burley Oak. I can't even read it. I can just go off my memory. Early Oak, and I'm drinking the Quad IPA, their Mr. F uh, Fermentator Head. It is phenomenal. They do their dreams. They do their Jelly Nut Jam beers. Really great. They have these 24-hour uh, boil stouts. I picked one up that was like a s'mores, um, banana s'mores mixture. It's fantastic. Their stuff, they really do excellent craft here at Burley Oak, right here in Berlin, just across the river here from uh, – from Ocean City, Maryland. So great, great beers. Cheers to you, Burley Oak, and thank you for powering me through this show. Emil, welcome back to the show, my brother. Oh, <laughs> What's going on, Steeler Nation? Ready for some football? Glad to hear, Emil. We are all, all ready for some football. Corey Frank, how you doing, Corey? It's been a bit, man. Um, Wait, what, what? Should have named it Steeler Nation Stadium. Drop the mic. You win the internet tonight, Corey. I completely, completely agree with that name. <laughs> I know the Steelers would want to call it Steelers Nation Stadium. But since we predate them by about 20 years, we'll keep it at Steeler Nation, guys, right? Rick Giddings back at the show. Rick, it's been a while. How long is the deal for you? It is a 10-year deal, Rick. So we'll have to see um, how that goes. And that's usually, like I said, most naming rights, I'm in the um, the Baltimore-Philly area. I've lived between those cities. Uh, I've talked with people that have done naming rights and sponsorship rights within PepsiCo for both the uh, uh, Lincoln Field up there in uh, Philadelphia and for the uh, stadium down there, M&T Bank Stadium, which became PSI Net Stadium, which we used to be called PSI Net Stadium and all that. But 
He assigned that stadium was the first name. It was a dot-com company for Baltimore. They went bankrupt in the big dot-com crash. And they had to dump their naming rights, even though they already prepaid for them. So it stayed a couple extra years as PSI Inet Stadium when the company didn't even exist. So this is an interesting aspect, especially with Acrisure. Um, but it, these contracts are usually five to 10 year contracts. Having 20 year contract with a year option with Heinz was it's unheard of. It's absolutely unheard of. And the reason I think why it was done is because the Steelers are family owned. Heinz is Pittsburgh owns. Keep that synergy and cohesiveness together. I absolutely love it. I still expect to see Heinz ketchup, Heinz mayo, Heinz a mustard at the stadium. They're still going to get the condiment rights. There's no way they're losing that. Uh, and it looks like they might get the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the Heinz red zone still. So that would be an interesting aspect to sell in because the Steelers can still probably sell them the Heinz red zone for like a mil a year. So, hey, they're making out, they're spending a million dollars less still have that Heinz ingrained in that experience with the ketchup bottles dropping in the red zone and the ketchup floating up really quickly for some reason uh, because I thought the viscousness would make it rise really slowly. But if they got to get it done before the play has happened. So, so that's why they do it that way. But good point. Good point, Rick Giddings. Always good to hear from you, man. Michael Hall, Big Ben doesn't approve of it. He will always call it Heinz Field, and I agree with him. And you've got to think, too, like Big Ben has never known anything other than Heinz Field. What's that? 18 straight years. Heinzfield. That's all he's known it as. So, you know, I understand that. I mean, he will eventually come around a few years down the road, but he will always know that he was the big quarterback for Heinzfield. And that's something that we will always love about Ben as well. Being the last quarterback to ever start a game at Heinzfield, Ben Roethlisberger. That will go down in the, uh, the, Trivia for always for Steeler Nation heads as well. Uh, Rick, back again. Acrisure Stadium at Three Rivers. Is that going to be the full name? Because that's that's actually a nice name. That's like Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Even though nobody in Baltimore know what Camden Yards was before they named it Oriole Park, that's what it's called. <laughs> and I, but I do love those like longer, windier names. I think it gives more like um, mental imagery and a little bit more bravado to the location and remembering names like that. So I, I if it's called Acrisure Stadium at Three Rivers, I would love that. I, I even love it was called Acrisure Stadium at Rooney Field. But like Rooney Field is at the Rooney Complex, part of the UPMC Sports Complex. Or the Rooney, actually Rooney Field is the one in uh, St. Vincent's. That's right. Rooney Field's at St. Vincent's. Uh, so we'll get to see that for training camp coming up. But I, I like those extra names. Gives it a little bit of extra oomph. Um, and it's just Rolls off the tongue and very, very memorable to me. That's the way my brain works. I need mental imagery. Michael Hall, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to G Striker Stadium, home of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Done. Boom. I The only part of that stadium I, I own is row Q, section 228. I got seats 20 and 21. Come on back. Say hi. <laughs> That's where I live during the season. <laughs> Derek, welcome back to the show. Derek, good to hear from you, man. Hello, Striker. It should be called Renegade Stadium. Love that. Oh, Marvel, can you hear me? Love on the long arm of the law. Oh, man, yeah, that just got me going. And that's the big thing. Like, um, a lot of us, the writers over at Steeler Nation, we were talking about our top moments and thinking about 
like the greatest moments at um, Heinz Field. One of them being, I think it was in 2002, the first time they ever played Renegade. I guess, no, closer to 05. Had to be close to 05 because it was right around when they started making the runs for the Super Bowls. Um, but that started it. That Especially that 05 run, Renegade was integral for that 05 run. Um, and it's something that's just ingrained in our hearts. Like if you've ever been to a game and you see that screen go black, you know Renegade's coming up. And you know that crowd is going to go in freaking sane. Love that experience. It's one of the greatest sports fan experiences of any stadium. Like I know some teams like they sweet Caroline, ba ba ba, all that crap. It's like, yeah, it's a good fun, happy go lucky song. But nobody gets insane, insane the way Pittsburghers do when Renegade comes across those loudspeakers on those new great loudspeakers. Hey. Some of that Acresure money might be helping out to fix those uh, speakers, make them even better. They were fantastic last season, though. I can't, I can't be upset about it. But they were very quiet the first, like, decade uh, before they started redoing the sound system and making it more uh, reverberant within the stadium because nothing was as loud. If you guys are the old heads, you guys used to go to Three River Stadium. That place was loud. I mean, you were playing in a bowl. And, all of the, and there was no open part of the stadium. All of the noise focused back down onto on the field. It was loud. Um, Pines Field, now Acresure Stadium at Three Rivers, may start to get to that point. I mean, they, there's some been some moments where that stadium has shook. Uh, playoffs being one of them. The Immaculate Extension being one of those great plays there. Um, I recall that big punt return that. Um, Antonio Holmes had against the San Diego Chargers, then San Diego Chargers at the time, on that big uh, 08 run. Uh, because he, to me, he, he made a big touchdown play in every single game for the Steelers to help them win every single game. It was that play, and then it was the broken play in the Ravens game the following week where Ben was running around in the pocket behind himself and threw backwards across the field at around the 50-yard line, and then... Antonio Holmes weaved in and out of about seven or eight Ravens players until he got to the end zone to score that touchdown. A lot of great, great moments there in Heinz Field. Show up some moments as well, too. I, I remember that, the Christmas Immaculate Extension game. Uh, I was there with my family. My mother and uh, her boyfriend are big Ravens fans. We rented a place, and we stayed right there downtown, had a blast. I mean, we knew one of the teams had to win, one of the teams had to lose, but it was just a phenomenal atmosphere. Phenomenal atmosphere and a great game. And I will always remember that moment as well. Um, but just so many, so many great moments um, at, at, not three words, at Heinz Field, which we are saying goodbye to. Uh, Mike Mahal, congratulations to our Defensive Player of the Year for getting married this past weekend. Great, great point, Michael Hall. I know you would always are up on the news. Great add to the show. Good old TJ Watt adding to the trophy room with a trophy wife. I'm kidding. It's not a trophy wife. They're longtime sweethearts. They love each other. Um, but I'm just making a fun, alliterative comment. But truth. And he's a monster. This guy could conceivably have the Steelers' all-time sack record midway, midway through his sixth season. He's nearly at one sack per game for production. 
And if he continues his numbers from last year where we, he was getting sacks at 1.7 sacks per game last season, he will easily pass the one sack per game Mendoza line for his career, which will put him in elite status. That's even ahead of Reggie White. Reggie White at a point of his career was way ahead. Uh, his first like eight seasons, I think he was ahead of one sack per game. Uh, but then he played for a very long time, dropped back down. But these are the types of players. This is the only peer that TJ Watt has. Reggie White. Nobody else in this league right now that's a sacker even comes close. The numbers that he's put up in five seasons just blows everybody out of the water. Absolutely. And you're putting up elite numbers for a, an all-time sack maker in this league. He stays healthy. He's stopping his career with a gold jacket. Probably going to be wearing it right next to his brother, JJ, on the stage when he gets his. Because his brother's going in before he is. And I can't wait to see that speech as well. Because both of those guys are incredible athletes, incredible players, game breakers, and spend most of their time in the on, the on the other side of their opponent's line of scrimmage. Disruptive, disruptive, disruptive players. And I love watching every single second of this. And by the time we get to his, the end of his career, he might be my favorite all-time player to ever play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we'll have to see that coming up. Uh, next question from Calvin. How you doing, Calvin? We'll definitely have to get use of the new name. Just hope they don't do away with the ketchup bottles. And like we're saying, yeah, I think the ketchup bottles might stay. I think Rooney probably figured out a way to just keep the ketchup bottles, have them pay for the scoreboard, rename the scoreboard. Obviously, the scoreboard's going to get a new name on it. It's not going to say Heinz Field anymore, but they can still sponsor the red zone. And like I'm saying, if they're still getting extra money there, it means more money for the Rooney's more money for the fan experience, more money for the stadium and upgrades. So this is going to really help out the fans, I think. Rick Giddings. How you doing, Rick? It's been a bit, man. I've gone MIA for the birth of my first child. Her name, Rooney. Congratulations, Rick. That is awesome, awesome news. Um, Rooney Mara, middle name Mara, are you going that way with it? I'm not sure. <laughs> but... That's awesome news, and thank you for sharing that, too. Steeler Nation is always happy to get a new fan, the youngest one being Rooney Giddings. Welcome to Steeler Nation, Rooney Giddings. <laughs> Louis Grave, how you doing? How about the sure? Because you're sure enough going to take that L. Oh, we got we got a contrasting fan here. For act for sure about that, Louis. <laughs> Aren't you the um Aren't you the Ravens fan? I think you've been on here before, but welcome back to the show. We're always have fun uh, going back and forth with fan bases. I don't shy away from it at all. I live in Baltimore. I know how it is. <laughs> Stadium home of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Awesome. Tony Phillips, it will always be Heinz Field to me, and I, I think that's the way a lot of Steeler fans feel. So, I can't view against that. It's all we've known. It's something new to get used to. But once they start doing some cool stuff for the fans, we're going to start having some real fun. My apologies, too. Since I'm on vacation, I know we're getting some stutters and some hiccups uh, here on the Wi-Fi. But um, I'm hoping it sticks out just enough that we, we still have a nice show for everybody. Um, but I apologize for any technical difficulties obviously coming through because we're, we're doing the best we can while I'm on vacation. I'm still making sure to dedicate a show 
to you guys because you guys make this website, Steeler Nation, and my vidcast and podcast go around. So thank you very much, guys. And I always appreciate your input. Corey Frank, okay, I'm ready for some football. I'm predicting the Bengals will have the hangover Super Bowl last and go 9-8. and eight. The Browns will be dysfunctional, and that's who they are. We will battle the Ravens for the AFC North. I feel we will be better on both sides of the ball and wind up 12 and 5. And I think the Ravens end up 10 and 7. Any thoughts? I can't disagree with that. Like, I'm really, really, really excited about the defense this year, Corey. Um, I think you raise an excellent point about that. And that's what the Steelers have made sure we are going to shore up that defense. And we are thick now across just about every position except for maybe nose tackle, which I know. Uh, Robert, what we talked about before on earlier shows, alluded to that fact. We have two. He'd like three, but I know that's not the way we usually go. But hopefully some of this youth will be on the practice squad. We can call them up and they can make plays for us. But, or maybe even have um, Okajobi slide over from end over to nose if he has to in a pinch because he did that for Cincinnati last year as well. Started his career as a nose for four years there with Cleveland. Um, But everywhere else on that whole defense, linebackers have been upgraded getting Jack in there, bringing Avery in from the Eagles. That's a big, big win for a third. A lot of you people don't even think we have a third uh, pass rusher behind Highsmith and Watt. It's Avery. Guy can play. I watched him play last year in Philly. The guy is a good player and will be an excellent, excellent guy coming on the field and also defends the pass very well. So he's going to be a really good addition as that third outside pass rusher to spell Highsmith to spell Watt, or even be a plug-and-play starter because he was the starter for the Eagles last year. So really interesting stuff coming up with him, and we'll see how he fits in as well. Across the board, bringing in um, Levi Wallace, bringing back Witherspoon. Sutton can play inside and outside. Um, You know, free safety, bringing in KZ as well as bringing back Edmonds. That's going to be a really good competition at strong safety that I'm really going to watch with intent at training camp to see if KZ can supplement and take that starter position away from Edmonds. Of course, Fitzpatrick being all world um, and fantastic uh, and having some good players behind him as well. I'm psyched. I'm just absolutely psyched to see how this team is going to be on defense, but then on offense, making that commitment to the running game, bringing in all of those new free agents with Cole uh, over at center uh, with Daniels over at right guard now. Um, I mean, this is some really, really interesting stuff uh, because there's a commitment to the run. We know that this offense is not going to be one-dimensional. I mean, Ben's a playmaker. Ben made plays to win us games single-handedly. And we knew we were never out of the game with Ben in there at quarterback. But now we're at the point where, you know, Ben was getting toward the end of the season. He couldn't throw deep down the middle of the field. He couldn't throw past eight, ten yards down the middle of the field. So... Getting a quarterback in that at least has 25 to 35-yard range all over the field, we know Trubisky has it. We know Kenny Pickett has that. Heck, we know Rudolph has it. He's done it before for us as well. So that's what I want to see moving forward. Also, a quarterback that can take snaps under center. Ben never took snaps under Very rarely took snaps under center. And when he did, he wasn't taking a quarterback's knee. Now we've got three quarterbacks and quarterback's knee. Four, a Lodekin as well. Come on. Lodekin can play. I, I can't sleep on a Lodekin as well. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do as well, too. 
but this is going to be a very diverse Najee Harris offense with really athletic pass receivers. You've got an upgrade, too, with their second-year tight end, Pat Fryer move. You've got our slobber knocker blocker on the other set, second tight end with Gentry, who's progressed amazingly well, absolutely amazingly well. Keep remembering, guys, those two draft picks, we only got a third and a fifth. We only got a third and a fifth for Antonio Brown. We got nothing. We got Deontay Johnson, Pro Bowl, second-team All-Pro return with our third-round pick. Fifth-round pick, Zach Gentry who's the best blocking tight end on our team and is up there like with the space that we used to have with the brunette Brunels that we used to have our uh, Bruner, sorry, Mark Bruner, big slobber knocker blocker as well. There at tight end. This is the stuff I like. He's a giant guy's a giant six, nine. Why does he is tall? This is great, great stuff. And I'm, I'm excited too. I'm excited to see the diversity of this offense and seeing what Matt Canada can do with it as well. Brian Brown, welcome back to the show. Isn't it the same field, whatever it's called, if the secondary will just bring back pick six, Willie Gay, dance, I'll be happy. <laughs> Big play, Willie Gay. We can never be upset about that. Amazing that he has like six return touchdowns, as many as, as Rod Woodson had in Pittsburgh as well. So really, really fun stuff. I know Rod like set the, set the record for all league all-time return touchdowns, non-offensive touchdowns. But return for special teams and defense. Um, really, really fun stuff. But I love me some Willie Gay as well. Excellent underrated corner uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steeler Nation! Rick Giddings, 15 years. Nice, nice. We got Steeler Nation in the house too. Uh, Michael Hall, his brother is going to be a Steeler before he hits the Hall of Fame mark. My words, if not, ban me. His brother, yeah. Yeah, JJ's he's gonna be retiring way before um TJ. I mean it's TJ's sixth season. I think JJ's been in the league like 12 years now. So yeah, he's been in for a significant amount of time. So he will be a first ballot Hall of Famer in all likelihood and will have a gold jacket before TJ retires. I I think you're dead, dead right on it. There's no way I'm banning you anyway, Michael Hall. You're too good. <laughs> you're too good, guys. Yeah, keep coming in with your questions and comments. I'm going to start talking here a little bit about the big thing that I'm excited for this week, this Saturday, Wild Things Park, Washington, PA. I know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be there watching the second annual Three Rivers Celebrity Softball Game benefiting the Hayward House. Cannot wait. Steeler fans, it's only 10 bucks. Go to the Washington Wild Things page. Click on events. It comes right up for the Three Rivers Celebrity Softball Game. You can buy your $10 tickets right there. And for another $20, you're part of the, the uh, Terrible Tailgate. All you can drink, all you can eat from, from 2 to 5. I'll be there as well. So make sure to get your tickets, Steeler Nation. Come over and say hi to me. We'll share a drink. We'll have a bite. We'll talk Steelers. I'm looking forward to this whole experience because there is nothing Nothing like a celebrity softball game. We were honored to be part of it last year. Uh, I know we had some uh, – that one of our Yinsers was actually on the field as, as uh, Morgan. She was actually a player last year. Uh, Justin and Brandon were liaisons with our, our team, and now we are sponsoring the Steelers, being one of the named sponsors as well for the celebrity softball game. So I'm really, really excited to be part of this experience coming up this weekend. And who's going to be there? 
You guys want to know who's going to be there? Who you can get autographs for at this place? Uh, if I wasn't stalling something, uh, maybe later. All, all this crap keeps popping up on my screen behind me. Oh, there it is. So let's take a quick look at some of the great players that you can get autographs for at the game. Mitch Trubisky, Najee Harris, Chris Wormley, Tyson Alualu, Terrell Edmonds, Calvin Austin III, Kenny Pickett, Cam Hayward, Alex Highsmith, and Penguin Casey DeSmith. The goalie's going to be there as well playing for the Pittsburgh game. On the other side, I know we're going to have Bud Dupree there. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, who's been in the NFL for 13 years. Jalen Rose, the old um, Michigan University of Michigan Fab Five player, played in the NBA for years. Uh, Miles Sanders, Deion Lewis, uh, Jersey Jerry's going to be there as well. Um, Matthew Judon, the old Patriots linebacker, also played for the Ravens a bit there too. Uh, Kenny Moore, the Colts cornerback that just made the Pro Bowl last year. Uh, so, Oh, Daryl Speedy already did from the Harlem Globetrotters just got named. This is a new name that I haven't seen down here yet. So that's really, really exciting stuff. And we got Joey Molinaro, obviously, as the master of ceremonies. I'll be hanging around. I don't know what, I'm, what my capacity is going to be. But I will be there in some way, shape, or form having fun with Steeler Nation, having fun with the players, having fun with the fans, and just soaking it in because, I, sadly, I had to miss it because of work last year. This year, no freaking way am I going to miss that. So, guys. 10 bucks, all it takes for you to come see Steelers and get a ticket. And if you want to hang out even longer from two to five for an extra 20 bucks, 30 bucks for the day, all you can eat, all you can drink. Let's have a great time. I'll see you on Saturday in Washington, Pennsylvania over at Wild Things Stadium. Uh, another quick thing that I wanted to talk about, Steeler Nation, came up last week. I didn't get to it. I wanted to talk about it on last week's show. I know I even did a poll for it. And that was, we already know the two best quarterbacks in Steeler history, Ben Roethlisberger, Terry Bradshaw, no question. So now we got to start talking about the third best quarterback in Steeler Nation history. And I brought up at least the ones that have won playoff games. And not Mark Malone, but Mark Malone did win a playoff game. I brought up Bobby Brister. I brought up Neil O'Donnell. I brought up... Cordell Stewart, and Tommy Maddox. Those four players won playoff games for us. I know Tommy Maddox had that big come-from-behind victory against the Cleveland Browns that one game where we were down huge. Uh, Cordell was just an exciting, exciting player to watch. Bubby had that big upset against the uh, at the then Houston Oilers on the big overtime last-second kick game on New Year's. I remember that game. And then we had um, uh, Bubby or Neil O'Donnell, who got us to a Super Bowl. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of us remember that game that he lost. Unfortunately, he threw two bad interceptions in that game to Larry Brown, who had the game of his career. I think he probably had more interceptions in that game than his entire career combined. But that's the way the cookie crumbled, at least in that game. So, Steel Nation, let me know who your top four are. There's other ones even to talk about. Uh, I know we were talking about, like, um, old school ones. I know Johnny Unitas was a Pittsburgh Steeler, obviously, to play. Um, really a lot for the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, but was a good player. Um, and then we had one of the other old, Wizard White, um, I think was one of the old uh, quarterbacks as well and had a couple of really good seasons with the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. So mine personally, 
I mean, I used to love me some Bubby. I had a Bubby jersey. I think that's the first jersey I ever had. That and Lewis Lips were my first jerseys. Um, Neil O'Donnell, I, I liked him a lot. Loved Maddox. He had a great year. I loved his competitive fire. He just wanted to win. But my number one would have to be Slash. For me personally, I love the way he got up and down the field. I love the way he was able to make plays with his legs, rip off those big 80-yard runs, um, throw 80-yard, 90-yard passes. The guy just had it. He was so fun to watch. Um, so, yeah, you let me know what you're thinking, guys. Come on back. Throw it down. I'm going to be going to – it's been an, a, a quick show this today. I know I'm on vacation. We've hit the half-hour mark. It's being a little slow tonight. but. I will go to you last, but right now I'm going to do my rundown for everything coming up here on Steeler Nation. And, of course, be sure to go over. Check out our sponsors at tseshop.com. They have a big Bill Cower autograph signing. It is limited. Get your tickets now. Check it out over on their Twitter at Total Sports ENT. Make sure you're following them anyway because they're always giving away free stuff. Get your free stuff from our great sponsor at Total Sports Enterprises. Make sure to check the, the podcast on Friday. should be popping out around noon. Uh, it'll be premiere video on YouTube as well. So subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Nation to be the first to know when we have a video drop. Read our great Pittsburgh Steeler Focus articles at SteelerNation.com. Uh, come on over to our great football forum there as well. That's where I take all the questions for the show for the podcast. Log on, it's free. Sign up for the, the football forum, and you can put your questions down now. The thread is currently up. Tweet us at Steeler Nation. Instagram us at SteelerNation.com, as well as Facebook, SteelerNation.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast. And follow your host, Steeler Nation Striker, at SN Striker. That's S-T-R-Y-K-E-R, always spelled with a Y. Why? Because it's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. For the Steeler Nation Vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises and part of the Big Play Podcast Network. I'm your host, Steve Stryker, but Derek Lewis, Big Ben, Terry Bradshaw, Cordell Stewart, Charlie Batch. That's a great one, too. Great call on Charlie Batch. That guy could just always come in and make plays, Derek. Love that comment as well. Great add to the top three quarterbacks or top four, top five. Because you can definitely make an argument to put Charlie Batch in there on the top five. So, Derek, thank you for adding that too, as well. Thanks for joining us on the Steeler Nation Vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, part of the Big Play Podcast Network. I'm your host, G Striker, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers! See you, Michael Hall. <laughs>